All right, everybody, welcome. Um, I've got Justin Overlander with us again today. He was gracious enough on w- probably one of the biggest weeks of the year for you guys, I'm guessing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, man, it's exciting. It's uh, really exciting, big in a good way. Yeah, so if you don't remember, Justin was on the podcast a few months ago um, talking about The Chosen, and now you guys have the season two airing this Sunday night, which everybody's super, you dropped the, t- the trailer dropped yesterday, right? Um, yeah, yeah, the full season two trailer, and uh, yeah, we're we're making waves with that, doing pretty well on YouTube. What's uh, been we, the biggest reaction you've gotten with that? I, you know, we've got our diehard fans that live and breathe the chosen, the ones that have since since season one completed, mm-hmm. started asking when season two. Sure, yeah, and and. We, we've had people legitimately say, I bawled through the trailer. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. But. My wife did. I'm not, I showed it to her and I turned to her and she's she's like tearing up. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, okay, cool. I mean, it's a hey, great trailer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, no, to, to each their own. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And I, look, I'm a, I'm a sensitive, emotional guy. I cry on set. Sure. And so part of part of it is that I've seen some of this already. And so I, I, I got my tears out of the way, but I know that I'm going to be watching and crying uh, through the episodes. For yeah, sure. of course. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you just uh, real quick about getting season two started. Um, I wanted obviously I wanted to, to hear about it uh, a lot, but when you guys actually found out that you're going to be doing this, because I imagine with it being crowdfunded and also with COVID happening, you probably it was a big question mark for a while, right? So, what was the feeling when you actually found out you guys were like season two was in production? Well, man, the the history of this show we went from shooting episodes one through four of season one, not even being positive we, we would be able to finish those. I mean, we the, those first four episodes we had one 18 hour shoot day. I'm not I'm not wow. joking. Like we started. I think, uh, I don't remember the specific times, but we legitimately shot for 18 hours one day because we were up against that big of a, of a time crunch. And, you know, we released the first four episodes and we're like, okay, we'll see. We'll see, see how it goes. Happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. We didn't know we would be finishing season one. And then we were able to finish season one. And by that point, we were pretty sure that we would get to do another season, but we mm-hmm. weren't sure when and how. And, you know, the pandemic hit and everything. And uh, as soon as, like, these, um, you know, these social distancing rules and, and all these isolation things, you know, that quarantine isn't the right word. Quarantine is when you get it, you stay away. What's, sure. what's the word I'm looking for? You know, we're the supposed shelter to- in place stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we're not supposed to go out in public. So then we release all of season one for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, and our, our, our method of financing season two was through something called pay it forward. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden that just skyrocketed. People were seeing the show reacting so positively to it that they wanted to see more seasons. They, they wanted to support this and, and get Jesus out into the world, um, you know, through this medium and uh, yeah, the financing started to come in. So we realized, yeah, we've got a legitimate chance of, of shooting, um, you know, season two soon. But the logistics of putting that together with all of the regulations and everything. Right. I mean, while we were on set, we're testing multiple times per week. We're, we're in kind of this bubble where we're not, you know, going out into the community too much. I mean, you got to go eat. You got to, you know, uh, um, get groceries and, and whatnot, but we were really, really careful. And, uh, we, you know, miraculously 
we did not have any major outbreaks. We yeah. didn't have to shut down because of COVID. The only thing that got us was in Texas in the weather. February <laughs> was the snow I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit here because I want to. That sounds like that was quite an adventure for you guys. I mean, well, what a cool was, thing too, because it was during the Sermon on the Mount, right? Yeah, I mean, that's when it started. Like, uh, you know, there was no snow then, but it was definitely some some uh, cold precipitation and yeah. the temperature, I think in the upper 30s, but the wind chill brought it down oh, probably sure. to the point where it felt like it was in the 20s. Right. I think there was a, um, a video you guys had posted and it was Jonathan Rumi in like a big old jacket about to do the Sermon on the Mount. And I mean, Jesus doing a selfie video was kind of funny too, but he's like in this giant jacket and I could just tell people were like, it, it had to have been cold because it's, you. I mean, like you said, in the 30s, it's fine if there's no wind and you got a jacket on. But once that wind hits, man, I mean, that, that's that got to be rough, especially when you got to act like you're not that cold, right? <laughs> well, and, and first century Israel, uh, socks weren't a thing. So everybody is barefoot uh, except for like sandals and stuff. And sure. that's, that's where the cold really sets in is, right. is your extremity. So if you don't have your feet protected, I mean, I... The heroes of that day were the the 2,000 plus extras that came in to be in the crowd. I mean, yeah. those people are just that, heroes. Yeah, I I couldn't find the video last night when I was going through this, but you guys had, so I, I knew the number 2,000, but you had, how did you get 2,000 people to do that? Like, especially with the regulations and stuff, and where did you find 2,000 people to do it? <laughs> well, so we're financed through this system that we call pay it forward right, right now. I mean, our first season was, uh, you know, a group of 19,000 investors. So they actually have a stake in the chosen LLC. And if we're successful, they will be successful too, financially speaking. Oh, um, I don't think I realized but, but that that 19,000 that I didn't, I don't think I realized that that's really cool. That was that. Yeah, that was for season one specifically. We haven't um, opened up any other investment rounds since then. Season two was crowdsourced through the pay it forward system, which isn't investments. It isn't even technically a donation. It's not tax deductible. It's just people that believe in the show and want to see more seasons. And so we had a perk that if you paid it forward a particular amount, you would be invited to be an extra oh, that's for the cool. Sermon on the Mount scene. Yeah. Now, we we scheduled it months in advance, so there's no way in the world that we could have predicted that Midlothian, Texas, at that particular time of year was going to be historically cold. Yeah. You think Texas in February, you know, you're in upper 50s, 60s at least, yeah. right? No, that's, yeah, that's it was, crazy. It was, that's it was crazy. crazily cold. Um, and then, but, but like the, the whole COVID stuff, I mean, they, you know, not to, you know, reveal how the sausage is made or, or bog you down or bore you with details, but uh, every one of those people got tested multiple times before they were allowed on set. Okay. So, and, and we even did have to turn a few people away. People that may have, and I don't know the details if they did fly in or not, but people that may have flown in from, you know, a thousand miles away that because they tested or, or showed, you know, the, their test came back, not the way we needed it to come back. Uh, we did have to send a few people away, but the people on set tested negative and, and even, you know, in between shooting and stuff, we were all masked up. We were following the protocols mm. and everything. So, uh, it, it, you know, TMZ even interviewed Dallas, you know, oh, cool. uh, Dallas Jenkins, our, our director, um, you know, TMZ isn't really known for uh, uh, promoting faith-based yeah. content, but 
they they were so intrigued by the uh, um, you know the just the the fact that we were able to get that many people on yeah. set during uh, during COVID and and we we pulled it off. You know, the grace of God, yeah. honestly, is what allowed us to to do that. That's going to be so cool too when that when that airs and people see it. I mean, with the, the what's so cool about the way you guys do the social media is you let people see so much behind the scenes, which is really fun because you get to see little parts of. Um, I mean, there was the one scene, um, Dallas is talking about it's when, when, uh, Jesus heals the withered hand and he shows the, the little bit of the scene and like, it's just, I mean, it's maybe 30 seconds long or something like that, but it's great little teasers, but it's also fun to hear him talking to the actors. Like, this is a miracle. You got to react. Like this is something that you've never, you've never imagined you would see, you know, and get to see that behind the scenes stuff is so cool. Well, and on that on that note, Garrett, the the whole miracle of the fish. Have you seen our behind the scenes? Uh, yes. Little short. So so they're lifting uh, what we ended up calling a green burrito into mm. the boat on the day, and then our visual effects team, Chris June and Will Nicholson, created digital fish. Yeah. So so the actors. I mean, talk about the actors reacting to a miracle. I mean, they're reacting to fish coming up in the boat. There's no fish. Right. There's, there's water balloons in this green tarp. Yeah. That they're lifting up. So. And you have to not laugh because you're like it's water balloons. Like yeah yeah. I'm sure that's got to <laughs> well, be difficult. The, the first take, the first take of that too. I mean, it was a disaster. Like the the tarp started to to come undone, and so there's there's balloons popping oh, and, no. and floating out into the water. Fish blowing so. up. You didn't CGI the fish blown yeah. up, huh? Um, no, I, no, we we decided not to do that. So when you got back to set, finally, you had mentioned last time how special the uh, the wedding scene was because I think you you said it was the last night of shooting for season one. Is that right? So when you got yeah, back, yeah. was this the first time you had seen most of these people since you guys had shot that? Um, it, yeah, the majority of the people probably, uh, you know, obviously I see Dallas in between, mm-hmm. um, productions, uh, you know, Chad Gunderson, uh, Chris June, our, our production team, uh, in Texas. I, I, I see them. I, I see a handful of the actors. I mean, I, the thing is like, we're all family. I mean, we all just, just get along and like each other so much. So even if we're not seeing each other physically in person, uh, you know, I'm, I'm texting with uh, these people and, you know, play fantasy football with a handful oh, of sure. them. So, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're, cool. we're just, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to be close to, to people that are, are talented and uh, you know, just have a same goal to make this show the best show that it can be. Right. Now, um, so you, I, you talked about I, jumping back a little bit to the the Sermon on the Mount scene. I think I saw something. Were, was Phil Wickham part of the extras there? Yeah, that's yeah. He came and, and he led worship or sang, something, right? Yeah, he sang for the crowd. Uh, we made an event out of the day, so Phil Wickham was there. Um, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes, uh, husband wife worship team. Uh, they were there. They sang the blessing, um, which was fantastic, and a couple other songs. Michael Jr., the the um, stand-up comedian. Yeah, I've actually was met there. Michael Jr. a couple times. Yeah, super good guy. Yeah. And and you know what? Can I just plug Selfie Dad quick? Selfie Dad is a movie that Michael Jr. stars in, uh, written and directed by a good friend of mine, Brad Silverman, uh, produced by Paul Long. The, the the team at Kappa Studios, where we do our post-production for The Chosen, they're behind this movie, Selfie Dad. And it's a comedy, faith-based comedy, but it's got heart. And Michael Jr. just does an outstanding job. He's I mean, hilarious. You think he's a super 
funny guy, and he is, but he's also a good actor and uh, has a lot of heart in that movie. So, yeah, yeah check out Selfie Dad. You know what? Yeah, don't don't uh, watch it Sunday night during our uh, big uh, season watch, two review. Watch The Chosen but first, but yeah, then, then check out Selfie Dad. <laughs> That's Squeeze a good in plug. selfie dad somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah. So now we you, you did you get to act in this season at all? Did you get did your no. uh, character make a comeback? No. No. You know, I I think the problem was that I just distracted too much. I mean, you see someone with my presence burst into the scene, and you're like everything else disappears, uh-huh. and they just don't want the attention. I mean, Jesus is the star of the show, so when Justin Overlander shows up and yeah. barges in on a scene, kind of takes, you know. That's I why TMZ showed up, Jesus. right? Uh, well, no, they, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that I wasn't on TMZ because again, it <laughs> takes takes too much of the limelight away right. from what the show really is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just it, it didn't, you know, it's not in the script for uh, yeah. some Roman messenger to to show up. I don't know if he'll ever make a return or not, but <laughs> man, I I had fun doing that. I still I still have maybe a season maybe a party. season eight callback, right? Yeah, well, season seven, we're, we're doing it in seven. Yeah, maybe. Actually, maybe you said that on purpose, right? Uh, well, I thought he seven, said you were doing eight. No, seven seasons. Oh, okay. I thought he said so, eight. So, yeah, maybe I will appear in the eighth season. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It's a spinoff. It's, it's a spinoff called The Roman Messenger. Yeah. Starring Justin you know, and Michael there's Jr. Something, there's something for that. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah, when I, um, uh, Noah Bennett started this uh, company called Against the Tide Media. He's, he's 14, and he started this company when he was 13, just a super kid. Uh, he actually took a picture of Michael Jr. and me together on set, and then he posted it and kind of has the caption of, of two, you know, two really funny guys. And I'm just like, oh, that's that's kind of a put down to Michael Jr. because I'm not at that level when it comes to, to being funny. I mean, Michael Jr., dude. The guy is just hilarious yeah. and has such a great heart. And, yeah. and I'm, you know, I, I'm funny, but but more in a dad joke way. So. <laughs> hey, well, he's the selfie dad, right? So, I mean, maybe maybe there's an overlap there. Hey, um, there could be. Let me ask you this. What are you most excited about season two to share with everybody? What are you excited? Because I, when I go see a movie or a TV show, I'm like, hey, I w- really want you to see this. And I'm excited for somebody to see it so I can talk to you about it. What are you most excited for us to see? You know, I- there, there's two things, and I'll I'll go in reverse order. We already talked about the Sermon on the Mount. I am just so excited for people to see how that scene came together. And and there's no CGI, like it's actual bodies, it's people there. You know, this isn't the movie Three Thousand where it's it's uh, a lot of uh, computer graphics. I think I think I think they did computer. I haven't seen the movie. Why am I referencing movies I haven't seen and talking like I, I know something? But the fact that we've got real people there and, and the energy was just so amazing. And I, I just am so excited. Like our editor, John Quinn, when he first saw the footage, like like just the dailies, the raw footage from that scene, he took a little selfie. He sent it to me and he said, I'm just doing a selfie, Justin. I don't know if you can use this or not, but okay, okay, play play the footage. And so the assistant editor starts playing the footage and there's John, our editor, He's just watching. Whoa! And it's just this legitimate. Now he's got a mask on, so you can't see the mouth, yeah, yeah. but you can see the eyes and you hear the voice. Whoa! Are you kidding me? And it's just like, wow, if he's reacting that way, somebody that's been in the industry for 25 years, 
and he's that impressed by the footage, I have a feeling that the audience is going to be impressed. And I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'm super excited for myself, selfishly, to see it and for the audience to see that big reveal of the crowd. Um, the other thing, and it's, it's the very opening scene of season two. So episode one of season two drops this Sunday night, Easter Sunday, actually, 8 o'clock Eastern on our Facebook and YouTube channel. And, and the first scene, like the, the teaser scene is something that I don't think anybody is, is really expecting. And I'm not oh, going to cool. spoil yeah, don't anything. Spoil it. But if you miss the first, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds, you might not even truly understand what's going on. Okay. So don't be late. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5, five Pacific. How far, how far back do I have to go? I mean, what's Hawaiian time? Would that be four or three? I don't know. Anyway. Depends Google on daylight your, savings, your right? Whatever that's at. Exactly. Yeah. So Google your time zone. Don't be late. The, the first, you know, the very first scene of season two is going to surprise you in a good way. And if you are late and you miss those opening seconds, I think you'll be a little bit uh, disoriented and, and unsure of what's going on. Yeah. So okay. I'm super excited. Just, I just can't wait to see the reactions in the, in the chat boxes right. for oh, sure. uh, the opening too. How many people, so I watched the, when Dallas did the video announcing the drop date, um, there was, there was a ton of, it was like an overwhelming amount of people for like what I just think, you know, Facebook live stream. Um, so I, do you have any idea what you guys are expecting numbers wise with this live stream? I, I don't know. I, That's a hard question to ask. Dallas, I know. Yeah. 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 No. And, and, and Dallas is generally, I don't, I don't think pessimistic is the right word, but he, he doesn't really expect like not, none of us have expected to be where we're at. I mean, the, the, the app is almost a hundred million views now. I mean, it's like you're playing with house money now, huh? in every, well, and again, it's, this is God's project. And then we, you know, he's multiplied these, these little loaves and fishes so much, so many times. And, and I, w I wouldn't be shocked by anything. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the whole, I shouldn't say this publicly, should I? If the whole live stream implodes, like if, if some technical difficulty happens and, and we shut down for 20 minutes, that wouldn't shock me. I honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if we had a hundred thousand people watching. I, I truly wouldn't. Uh, do I expect it? Probably not. Um, I think there will be tens of thousands, but uh, and, and then you know we're we'll be on two platforms, so YouTube and Facebook. So adding them together, I, I think it's I think it's conceivable to yeah. say. Well, after seeing how many people were just watching his announcement of it, I'm like, dude, this is going to be huge. And you know what? The other thing is. It, it's kind of playing into uh, maybe your favor a little bit, the fact that it this is a couple years after the first season aired, right? Because the the uh, anticipation now has grown so much since you guys put it on YouTube and it's been spreading like wildfire. Um, I mean, it, the anticipation's well, grown so much for, you know, you're filming season two and everybody's like, dude, I can't wait. So now Easter Sunday too, that's such a cool, um, a, the fact that no. you're able to do that, yeah. For sure. I mean, the anticipation of the early adapters, the people that saw the show right when it came out, but it also gave us time to just build the audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, we still get people every day saying, hey, I just discovered this finally. Wow. <laughs> so so the audience has grown um, through season one, which, yeah, a couple of years ago now. And so we, we, we just we have that much of a wider um, reach 
just uh, people that are discovering us um, continually. And there will probably be a handful of people that will discover us Sunday night and be like, mm-hmm. wait, there's a, there's a first season. <laughs> will they, will they be, I mean, they're not going to, are they going to have to go back and watch it before they watch? Is it going to spoil anything for them besides the fact that, I mean, if you know the, if you know the general story of, of Christ's ministry, I guess you're probably not going to be spoiled, yeah. but you guys have a lot in there. That's not, uh, it's kind of creative license, right? You guys have added some things in that are really cool touches that emphasize, you know, the bigger truths. Um, so, I mean, is there something that's going to need to be like, no, 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 watch season one first so you can know where this is at. Well, I, I definitely think there's um, character development that is established in season one that if you aren't familiar with that, you won't get okay. the full breadth of what's going on. You know, some of the conflict that comes up, especially between, you know, Simon Peter and Matthew, um, you know. Yeah, Matthew we barely get a glimpse of that for, in season one. Right. And for the most part, they're enemies in season one. Mm-hmm. So um, now all of a sudden they have to they have to hang out together for a unified cause. Right. There's a little conflict that, that comes there. Yeah, like there would be in every relationship. It's it's inconceivable to think that these all the disciples just got along great all the time, right? I mean, which, you know, sometimes when you hear Bible stories as a kid, you kind of just picture everybody's just smiling and happy all the time, and you forget that there's, you know, these are real people. They're still human. Right, well, and, and, and I, you know, maybe you don't preach it this way, but I think growing up in church, I just had this idea of these, these are 12 of the most pious mm-hmm holy people in history. You know, Jesus would only call the coolest of the cool, uh, you know, the most stable of the stable, right? He mm-hmm. would only call people that were, by all intents and purposes, awesome people. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he called some people that had uh, some rough edges, thankfully. Right. And, and, you know, myself included, I feel like I, I feel like Jesus has called me specifically for a reason. And I have a ton of rough edges. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I was hesitant to accept the fact that I could, you know, serve God in my present state of just having all these, you know, skeletons in my closet or, or all these, you know, my temper tantrum, I still have tempers on the road. And then I'm like, that wasn't very Christ-like of you to, uh, you know, to do this to that other driver, right? Yeah, I that know, wasn't huh? very correct. Or so or or it, think some words that maybe you shouldn't have thought, you know. <laughs> or well, or if I'm alone or in the car, it. some of those words come out audibly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it it took me a long time to just accept that God uses us in our um, imperfections. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't call us to be perfect before he can use us. He can use us. And then hopefully we want to try to improve the way we handle adverse situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we've been we've been doing this, uh we do in the group every week, right? Um it's been really fun to I, I get all the discussion questions together. Some I make up, some I get from the the book that you guys have. Um and we just have a little discussion about it. It's a very quiet group. There's not a ton of talking you know a lot of people that are we got a giant this giant you know thousand person room and we've got you know very not we're spread out is my point um so people have gotten to share a little bit more lately but there's been a few instances now where you really are seeing how much these people are relating to the characters and seeing how it's impacted them and we i always ask the question what character did you relate to most in this and a lot of i mean simon gets the lot of the 
the like, oh, Simon in this one, you know, the way that he's he's feeling this way and the pressure of the finances, you know, just things like that. Um, and then, of course, Matthew as well, just searching for something and the Nicodemus searching for for answers to his questions. Um, so have you have you seen that happen with your own life at all, where you've just really been impacted by uh, relating to one of these characters? Well, I, one of the really neat things that I had the opportunity to do uh, earlier this year, I actually wasn't on set as much in the mm-hmm. Texas leg of season two, um, but I got to travel around and interview people that were coming to the Sermon on the Mount scene. And I got to talk to them about how Jesus met them in their lives, in their darkest moments. And so listening to people talk about, like, like we have we have one that's coming out uh, a week from Sunday, actually. So uh, April 11th, uh, Sunday morning, our YouTube channel will release a, a, a little um, snippet of a, of a woman who came down to the Sermon on the Mount scene and talks about how she was in Magdalene. And how at the end of episode one, when Jesus holds her and says, you are mine, she's like, that was what, you know, that was so relatable for me. And so I'm, you know, interviewing this person and now she's become a a friend. I I just adore her. I think she's fantastic. I got to hang out with her and her husband and and kids um, in Cincinnati. And it was just a, a wonderful experience. But those are the things, and, and Garrett, to your point, when you're asking somebody, which character do you relate to? I think that's what works so well about The Chosen, is that we have crafted, and I say we, uh, Ryan, Tyler, and Dallas, and then the actors, too. I mean, the actors bring part of their own personality and their own interpretation to the roles. They have crafted such human, real characters that have flaws that I can identify with, mm-hmm. that you can identify with, that, that my new friend in Cincinnati can identify with. It's just, oh my goodness. Um, there's so much depth to these characters and just so much that translates to the current time. Um, you know, they're living in the first century, sure, but they're struggling with some of the same things that we're struggling with just being an outcast, a social outcast like Matthew, um, you know, being poor or being oppressed, uh, you know, all that stuff. It's not specific to first century Capernaum. That's happening now. And to see the way Jesus reaches those people and meets them where they're at, it's a reminder for us, Jesus meets us where we're at. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wait for you to get everything right. He wants to communicate with you right where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then you can work things out. <laughs> yeah. You know, you say just the fact that it can be relatable is it's so important because when I was, I was a youth pastor for, um, eight, eight years and I would do this, I would do this series and I'd repeat it about once every 18 months. And it was just about how we, we can look at the Bible and think it's outdated and that it's not relevant now because of, uh, you know, it's been 2000 years since this has happened, you know, and it was always just looking through and I would take, I would just take little pieces of it and almost, almost trick the kids into like admitting that this is, this is completely relevant to their life now. And, uh, it was always something that I would do like, look, this isn't, it's not outdated. This is amazing that it still applies to our lives 2000 years later and watching every, every episode. I'm like, Simon's the one I, I relate to. Like, that's always my answer with that one, just because the, the development of him and not only the development of him, but like even putting Eden in there. And we don't know much about Eden from 
scripture. So like developing that relationship was, I mean, credit to, to Dallas and the, and the writers, they developed that relationship so well. You're so invested in that marriage between them that you're just, I mean, kind of hanging on every word of their conversations because you're, you're seeing the, I mean, it's real, you know, I mean, it's just like the conflict that they have and the, the love that they have for each other and just things like that, that are so, I mean, myself as, you know, I'm, I'm a, we've been married almost, uh, not me and you, but, um, my wife and I have been married for almost 10 years and like, I see little bits of it and I'm like, dude, we've had a conversation. that's almost just like that. Um, so it's really, it's really great the way you've developed, uh, or Dallas and the team has developed these characters. Uh, speaking yeah. of characters, is there a new character that we're going to be introduced to this season that you're excited about or that you can share? Uh, or is that spoilers? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, for I have just grown close to these these new actors as people. And and so I'm just excited for them and, and to grow in my relationship with them. Um, so to, and, and I haven't, you know, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of, of uh, you know, the scene work or how things have been cut together. Um, yeah, I'm dancing around this one, Garrett. I'm sorry. That's all I, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the new characters. Oh, good. Okay. I, I want, yeah, I want you to be, you know, a, li- a little bit surprised by who is who. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's... It, it, Everybody knows that there are more disciples that are going to be introduced to the group. I just don't want you to be misguided into thinking that, you know, one of the actors you've seen in a behind the scenes episode is, is, Oh, okay. I got you. Or the other or, or anything like I that. But, but even, even, you know what, even some of the, the non, uh, you know, disciple characters that, uh, come in, uh, in the trailer, you see briefly, um, the, the healing, um, I, I think I can say this without spoiling, um, the pool of At Bethesda. The pool, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the actor, um, that came in and, and played that role, uh, did such a phenomenal job. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for you to, to meet him. Uh, he's only in one episode, but he feels like such a, a huge presence in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, it's, You've show, I mean, the, the trailer shows also some of the characters that we didn't get to see a whole lot of in season one, but we're, I th- I'm assuming we're going to see more of Thomas in, uh, in season two. Um, you see him a little bit in the trailer. And then, of course, John the Baptist, which uh, I'm really excited just about that storyline. And I don't know exactly how they're going to um, play that one out. But is there, is there any character that you're excited, I mean, specifically excited, like, oh, good, we, we got to dive more into this one this time. That wouldn't be a spoiler because we've already seen them. Well, I'm I'm super thrilled that Rama, um, the the wine vintner, uh, the one that that uh, with, with Thomas, Thomas has yeah. a little bit of an awkward crush on, I'm I'm super thrilled that she's uh, a a presence in season two mm-hmm. and and kind of along with the group. So, um, yeah, she and and Thomas, you know, um, Yasmin and Joey are, are just great people, so much fun on set and, and really bring a lot to their portrayals of the characters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm super excited that they're along for the ride and it's, it, it could or, or may not be a budding romance, but uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, so I know this is a little more of a season one story, but um, I didn't get to ask you last time, so I did want to talk about it a little bit this time. Uh, there's a story about the the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus in episode seven of season one about the music behind that scene. 
And um, it was, if I, I want to make sure I have this right, but it was a, a girl who, um, who had written into the show and Dallas was really affected by her story and had asked her to come out and actually play the cello for uh, the music behind it, which is an amazing, because, I mean, he even says in the, little, the short video that um, they made with this, that it's, it's, it is one of the most climactic scenes of the whole season. Um, so is there, can you speak into this at all? Um, and just what that was like to, to how the decision came around to bring this girl out? Yeah, I had nothing to do with the decision to bring her out, but I'm so thankful that Dallas was moved in a way that allowed the team to do that. And I, I actually, um, believe it or not, just had a, a, a little, um, Facebook exchange with Kaylin, the the girl in the video, the girl that plays the cello for that scene. And she's just a, a sweetheart of a girl. And it's just so like, like, you know, the chosen is great. I, I, I love the show. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I, I, I better love the show, but the, the bigger thing for me is all of these side stories. You know, like when I mentioned the miracle of the miracle of the fish, like that moves me so much just to know how God was working through that. And this uh, little, you know, 10 minute or so documentary that uh, one of our, our, our head of BTS now, Colin McLeod, actually edited that video and crafted that story with Kaylin and, and Matt Nelson and Dan Hasseltine and, and Dallas, of course, um, Dan and Matt, our composers, and, and Kaylin and her parents. Um, that When I first saw even a rough cut of that, Oh, I know. It's I mean, emotional. I'm now, just... Kaylin, she, she was moved by the performance from Paris playing Matthew. Right. And that he, Matthew's on the spectrum. And so she, she was moved by that because she's on the spectrum. And that's, I mean, the, the impact of just seeing somebody on the screen, uh, not only just somebody, but somebody, Matthew, a a very important person in history, right. Uh, to see him portrayed that way. Um, it just moved her so much that she just decided I'm going to write into the show. And I think her parents even say like, Oh yeah, that's, that's cute that you're going to write into him. And then I'm sure when they get the email from Dallas, uh, it probably was just, um, I, I, I would love to have seen a video of her reaction, finding out that she was invited to come out. Um, but yeah, that's another well, just amazing side story of this. Yeah. And I don't think they believed it was real. Like I, I think that somebody was playing a prank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's, you know, we have so many people write in just, I, I mean, I, I read a message just yesterday, actually. I, um, you know, I, I still get messages. I'm, I'm involved with just kind of keeping a pulse on our social media, even though I'm not as uh, in the trenches as much as I used to be. But I did see a, a message in our Facebook inbox from somebody who, who, you know, right, right up front says, uh, I'm autistic. And, and, you know, so forgive me if I, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was just kind of like this apologetic, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I shouldn't be doing this or forgive me if I say things wrong. And, and I was just like, Oh my goodness. You know, I just, I love you already just because you're, you're so concerned about that. And then of course, talking about the portrayal of Matthew and how much it has meant to, to this particular person. And again, that's, you know, giving a voice to people that sometimes don't necessarily have a voice, you know, people that are a little bit socially stigmatized or ostracized because they might not be as socially aware as, and I hate the word average, as the average yeah. person. Or, you know, um, I just, I, I love that Matthew is such an important part of The Chosen. And I think it gives people that are similarly uh, wired, you know, being on the Asperger spectrum, um, 
it, it gives them more confidence mm-hmm. in themselves. And like, I just, man, I love that. That's, yeah. that's my jam. Garrett. And you as a former youth pastor, certainly uh, I think we share that, that same passion to just tell kids that they're loved and that they don't have to conform to something else um, that, that, that they can be themselves and they can be who they are and that they are loved where they're right. at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, I know you're running out of time here. I wanted to, I'm going to quick fire a couple of questions at you here um, before we wrap yeah. up. So I, I got this written down wrong, which is it's seven seasons, not eight, which is the, which is the plan. Um, is the, was there a time where now, I mean, it's looking like that's going to be able to happen, right? Like that you're going to be able to keep going with the momentum that's behind this now. Um, is that something that is season three already being like developed? Is it something that's like, no, let's get this taken care of um, at first and then we'll look there. Or is it something that you've already got some people looking forward to that? Yeah. Dallas and the writers did a retreat uh, before we even went into production for season two, where oh, they cool. mapped out the remaining seasons. So the, the rough outline for the entire arc of seasons one through seven of The Chosen is there. The rough outline is done. Uh, now, of course, it's going to change Obviously, and it's going yeah. to shift and, 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 and this and that. But uh, the, the writers, Ryan and Tyler, have been working very, very hard. While Dallas has been shooting season two, Ryan and Tyler have been busy writing um, their their scriptments and and sometimes script form scriptment is just their their word for something that's kind of a script kind of a treatment uh, there's some dialogue in it but it's more just a here's the structure here's of this happening. episode of this season so they've been working really hard on that Dallas of course even while he's shooting will speak into the uh, editing of season two with John Quinn our editor he'll speak into the writing of season three with Tyler and Ryan um, the guy just doesn't sleep for one thing and uh, doesn't rest at all but um yeah he's got a lot yeah, of energy season, doesn't he uh i mean energy but just uh, a passion to do this right too he yeah. feels uh, a, a, a very big burden um that god trusted him to do this and he doesn't want to let god down and, and we all feel that too but we also have to remember that um you know god rested and yeah. we should too. We, yeah. we need to do that. But no, no, that's a long way of answering your, your question that yes, season three is, um, I can't, I can't say how far along in the writing it is, but it's close. And oh, good. our goal is to get into production of season three sometime later this year. Awesome. Awesome. Cause then, yeah, I mean, ideally, I guess you'd want to be able to be doing this once, once a year is releasing a season, just like a normal, uh, schedule would be right. Yeah, at, at least, um, if not if not more often than that. But yeah, we want to be, it's so funny, we would love to be ahead. Oh, of course. <laughs> but but this has been kind of a manna for the day project all along. I mean, season three isn't financed. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, we want to move into production this mm-hmm. year. We don't have the money yet to do it. Uh, we're, we're still relying on the pay it forward system, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, if I can plug that quick, thechosen.tv slash pay it forward mm-hmm. or, or if you're an abbreviation person slash PIF, mm-hmm. huh? Oh, both those work. There you go. And, and you can just contribute to the show in that way. Um, and then we've got merch too. the chosen gifts.com is our, our new storefront where you can get stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, the binge Jesus had, I, 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 sometimes when I'm walking around in public, I'm like, I, I don't want somebody to misconstrue this. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes you could be like, 
what do you mean by that? Binge has such a negative connotation. Well, binge mm-hmm. isn't a negative word. If you want to binge something, binge something good. Binge Jesus. So, uh, conversation starters. We've got a, a handful of those yeah. in, our, in our gift store. So, My dad told me today, uh, yeah. um, he, he mentioned, because I, I was talking to him uh, trying to test out the Zoom stuff right before to make sure that uh, that this was working. And uh, I told him just like, hey, is there anything you wanted to wanted to ask him? Um, and so he's just, he's like, nope, nothing I want to ask him. But, uh, we were, they were excited because, um, my, my dad and I had planted a church together years ago and he's still at that church. I'm at a different church now, but, uh, he said that their church just donated a thousand dollars to the chosen. Um, how I'm not sure exactly how they did that, but that's just another, they're like, we, we want to support more of this. And, uh, so it's cool that even, I mean, small churches, they're, they're a small church too. And they're excited to, uh, to just participate in trying to get more of it made, which is um, really cool just to see the churches are jumping onto that. Um, I do well, have connect, one question. Connect him with me. Go ahead. Connect him with me. I'd love to give him a personal thank you for that. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, so yeah. Feel yeah. That. yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, one more question here. My, I have a, uh, a co-worker here who leads worship with me, and this is kind of uh, her one question that she that she had was she wants to know, if the dog, Matthew's dog, comes back in season two, and what kind of dog is it? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so I am, I'm, you know what? I'm going to upset your your coworker right now. I am so not a dog person, <laughs> and 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 truthfully, the the dog was a nightmare to work with. I can um, imagine, uh, like that's got to be hard. I mean, he's cute. Just... Don't get me wrong. You know, it was a it was a nice little fun storyline. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to say uh, the first dog was a black lab. Okay. Um, I could be way off for that. I, I mean, I got the black part right, I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure. But um, we went through multiple dogs, actually. Not because one dog <laughs> or anything. But just, it, no animals know. were harmed in the making of this no, TV show. No, honestly, they weren't. Even though we, we wanted to swat down the cicada bugs because they kept making the loud noises in the summer in Texas. Uh, but I don't think any of those were even harmed that I can recall. So, no, the, the dog was not harmed. It just The first one was just not as um, cooperative oh, okay. as we would want it to be. Um, but you know what? The dog's in the show. So yeah, we, we, we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner there. You can, uh, um, so, so you can just apologize to Gerilyn is her name. So uh, yeah, Gerilyn, um, unfortunately Gerilyn, not the I'm answer sorry. you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all Sorry, right i'm not a dog person <laughs> so uh yeah we both her and i both are are like we, we're dog lovers so we talk about dogs often and uh it's i don't know it's just something that when i said that that was the first thing that came out of her mouth uh and then she made a friend's reference and said make sure you say it was gal pal Gerilyn that uh that asked the question <laughs> so um all right last pal, Rachel Green. yeah exactly um so last question i got for you is just uh um, oh wait, you know what? The Fox Nation thing I just saw. What's is that something that? How did that come about? And then I'll let you go. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, you know we're on Fox Nation. We're on Peacock, actually, the the NBC subsidiary too. So we're we're oh. alongside the relaunch of Saved by the Bell. Oh, cool. And uh, 
um, the new Punky Brewster release too, which funny story. So Joshua the Brave from episode three, yes. and he appears at the healing of the paralytic too. He plays Punky Brewster's son oh, in the okay. relaunch of the Punky Brewster series, which is on Peacock. So yeah, yeah we're, we're available on Peacock now too. I, I mean, honestly, our goal is to get the chosen in front of a Let's billion people. There. Yeah. And so yeah. the, the more outlets we have, the better. Now, we're not going to have somebody come in, finance a future season and say, okay, here's our notes. <laughs> we're, we're still going to stay outside of the Hollywood system because we want to stay true to scripture. We don't want to change anything because some suit comes in and says, well, I think this might be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're going we're gonna to continue to be stubborn and just uh, create the show the way we feel God leading us to create it. But cool. once the show is complete and, and, you know, more outlets are, are looking to, uh, to air it. Yeah. I mean, the more eyes we can get in front of the better. And I mean, we're on you version too, the, the Bible app. I saw that. You know, yeah. We, that's cool. Yeah. So it, it's just great to have more, the, the, it's the telephone game. The more people that can hear about it and then tell others about it. And, and ultimately we want to be releasing down the road exclusively on our app, yeah. which is uh, one of our goals. So, it, it, you know, if you don't have the chosen app, really just go get it. If you really don't like the show, you can delete it. We're not yeah. going to come after you, yeah. uh, but the chosen.tv slash app, or you just search up the chosen in uh, the Google play app store. Or uh, there's probably other places you can get apps. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it's it's available. It's everywhere. available all over and the it's place. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just, just stream it on Sunday night. Uh, how can we watch it? Facebook or YouTube. Just uh, if, if 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 you like our page on Facebook, you'll get a notice. If you're yeah. scrolling Facebook, all of a sudden a little window will come up say the chosen is live. Yeah. Uh, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll get a notification there too. Um, and are you guys going to release you, an episode a week or is that still TBA? It's yeah. TBA. Um, they're just putting the finishing touches on episode one right now, okay. to be honest. So they're and not even, so, they're not even done. Edit, they're not done editing. No, no, no. Um, they'll be released as they get finished, which, you know, for, for the type A personalities out there, which isn't me. Um, so luckily I'm not affected by this, but the, the type A personalities that want to know when and where each episode comes out, they're, they're not going to be satisfied. We're just going to release them when we can as they finish, but it won't be like these long gaps. It's not going to be a month between episodes. It, I mean, every episode is rough cut together. Now it's just the polishing pieces that have to be done. You know, right. the audio cleanup and, and the color correction and, and all that stuff. So episode one, yes, we're, we're done for the most part, just some finishing touches. And then episode two is pretty far along as well. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for doing this again. I really appreciate taking the time during the busy, busy week you guys are having. So um, again, this is Justin Overlander, associate producer of The Chosen. So check that out. Sunday night, uh, 5 p.m. is going to be our time here in California. Uh, so Facebook or YouTube. And uh, again, go watch it on the app. Um, you can watch it on, I think you said Peacock, right? Um, yeah, streaming on Peacock. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's out there. You can't not find it yeah. if you if you want to look for it i don't want to tell you where to find it just find it where find you're it. comfortable watching it but we would love you to download the app too we have uh, a bunch of behind the scenes bonus content cool. there too which is pretty interesting some of the like biblical roundtable things that uh 
you know, Dallas and uh, the consultants dive deeper into the episodes. So, I mean, and you guys are doing like the, the Bible study and then you're adding some of your own questions and yeah, stuff yeah. too. So if you haven't seen the biblical round tables already, make sure you watch those. I think I'll go, I'll go check those out. I haven't sure. seen them yet. So I'll go check those out. All right, Justin, thanks so much, man. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate it, brother. All right, bye-bye. See you.